You know, the, the more you grow older, you just desire to become younger. Do you agree? I say, the more you grow older, there's so much things you're going to face. But as a young person, as a, as a child, you can just play and eat and sleep and, and, and do assignment, you know. But we just want to thank God for this day that we have this opportunity to celebrate Children's Day and recognize that our children are important to God's eyes and they're important to our lives. And thank you all the parents who have brought their children. Palakpakan natin ating Panginoon for the parents that um, here and brought their children. Such a joy to see them. And even later po, if you have an opportunity, please call your children back home sa Pilipinas and tell them I love you and you miss them. Wag nyong just gone by the day na hindi nyo gagawin yon. So take your time to also recognize your children back home. And as I cel- we celebrate Children's Day, uh, I would like to take this opportunity to share a sermon that is close into my heart and, and with this special occasion and with our church team discipleship. And I would really like to encourage all of us, challenge and even remind us, all parents, guardians in the church, all of us, that we have a role to play in discipling our children. All of us. All of us. We have a role to play in, in ministering, in discipling, in mentoring the children that's in this church. And even our relatives back home in the Philippines, all of us have a sphere of influence, young ones. Maybe you have a niece or a nephew. Those children that God plays in your life is not an accident. Those are people that God plays in your life so that you may minister to them and disciple them and make a change in their life. And God is using you. And I pray that as we look into God's Word today, we'll be challenged that all of us will play a role to be a godly influencer. So I've entitled this short sharing, Be a Godly Influencer, and we'll be reading from Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4 tonight, and, and, and invite all of us to stand as we read Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4 to 9. Let us all read together. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be faultless between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this afternoon that you have brought us here together. Salamat din po na kami po ay nagse-celebrate ng Children's Day. Remind us that children are important to you. You invited them to your presence and at times the disciple, the disciple the one who are pushing them away. I pray that as a church, we will have a right posture of our heart as we will deal and mentor and love the children and that you have brought in our lives. May it be back home sa Pilipinas and even here in this church. I pray that each one of them, we will see them through your eyes, that they are valuable, that they are needed to be mentored and guided. Panginoon, salamat. And as we look unto your word today, I pray, we ask for your Holy Spirit to speak to us. Change us from within. Change our mind. And may our hands and feet, Lord, respond in obedience 
as you call us to disciple our children. Salamat Panginoon for this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. August 2022, national leaders in the U.S. of ministry that's focusing on family discipleship gathered. There are a number of them, August 2020. And after that meeting with all the national leaders from different churches, organizations that does um, ministry towards children, they came up with a report. And next time, I will provide that report to you so you can read it. And in this report, they, they acknowledge that our children today were facing an onslaught of, of so much influences that's against the teaching of Jesus Christ. And they were, they, they were recognizing that the pattern of discipling at the past might not work in this period. So they were praying and they were gathering. And they also recognized and identified four faces in a child's moral development and discipleship. That in the age of a young person, a child, until they become teens, the person can be discipled in a certain way and manner. And let me just show you um, how a children, a child can be discipled. In zero to one age, a child will just listen what you say. Do you all agree? Age zero to seven, everything the children say, everything mother say, or a garden say, oh, oh, yan. Kahit sabihin mo ikaw si Santa Claus, oh, 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 yan. Because they were just, yes, yes. Age zero to seven. But once he turns in age eight to eleven, children's development develop their moral values and key beliefs. Eight to eleven. And this is the part where their eyes will become open and the ears become sensitive. And certainly, you'll notice then they start asking you more and more questions about the world. Then age 12 to 15, you'll notice that our child have a different thinking. Their values now having changed, their influences and interests have changed. Oftentimes, kasama-sama mo siya ngayon, ayaw niya sumama sayo. At the earlier age, hinahalik-halikan mo siya ngayon, ayaw niya na magpahalik. Kasi he values, his peers comment or, or perception about him rather than what, they, what as a parents think about him. So nagbabago. And then age 15 to 25, as they grow older, as the child grow older, their influences from the world will be more. At this age, from 15 to 25, they are making independent choices. They will make these, these choices that they want. And sometimes, some of them is against your desire as a parent. If you look at these, each stages have a unique way of discipling our children. Let me show you a chart that they have provided. It's called the three window of opportunity in age etapo. The receptivity in the age. Zero to seven, they are very receptive to what you say. And then they will spike up from seven all the way to 15 or 11. That's where they begin to, they, they, their moral values are being absorbed. And that's they will build their moral and, and spiritual values and belief system at that age. Okay. And then after age 15, 
notice that our influence to them as a parents, as a church, become lesser and lesser. Why? Because they are more exposed in the world. They said that the most, the best time to really mentor them, to teach them the scripture, to show them what's Christian faith all about, between seven to eight until 15. Because that's the point. They, they will really develop their, their thinking and their values. But the problem with this, why, if you would ask, many young people are losing their way? The scholar said when they were studying, he said, you know, between 7 and 15 is because of this reason. Parents are so busy. They said why their moral values are being influenced more by the world? Because they're in, immersed in different worldview. Busy and tatay. Oh, mag-YouTube ka muna. May alaga kayo sa bahay. Oh, YouTube. Do you do that? Kasi pagod. They encounter, at this age, they encounter different worldview. They will go to school, they will mingle with different classmates, different religion, different thinking, different exposure. And that's where they begin to be influenced by them. And lastly, this one, parents fall into a trap of consumeristic church mindset. I bring the child to church. Kayo, praise kid, ang magtuturo sa anak ko. As a result of this, our children's values are shaped by other means, mainly the world. And we need to realize that there is a family discipleship crisis today. We fail to see that our children are too part of the Great Commission. We fail to see that our children are also our neighbor. The scripture said, love your neighbor. Do you know that your children is also your neighbor, the closest neighbor that God placed in your life? We fail to see that our children too need a savior, that he's a sinner, that she's a sinner in need of a savior. Oftentimes we think, as long as my child will go to church, Christian na siya. Not necessary. Not necessarily. There's a quote by Stephen Chang. He said, one of the biggest mistakes I've seen among those who have a heart for the lost is that they don't see the children in the church as lost. Every child, even the cute ones, tingin mo yung cute dyan, in Sunday school needs the gospel. Our goal is not to get the children into church. Again, our goal is not just to get the children into church, but into Jesus Christ. So if the church is to be missional, Let's be missional with those closest to us and the ones who are already within the church wall. When we look at this, we notice that many young people are leaving because we have not seen them as part of our mission work. We have neglected them. You know, we're advancing. We are sending missionary. We are good in our offense. But you know what? We are weak in our defense. 
our homes, our family, our children. The church is losing many young people today because we neglected to reach out and disciple our children. Parents don't realize the necessity and the urgency of discipling their children. I believe the church needs to respond. We need to rally together that both families, the parents, and the church need to work hand in hand. All of us, part of this church, going and discipling our children. All of us are called to love, to care, and really lead our children to a closer walk to the Lord. We need to be godly influencers. Say godly influencer. And the first thing we need to do if we decide to be godly influencer is firstly be devoted to God. The first thing all of us have to deal with is ourselves. Not the platform or strategies or the structure or the material that we're going to use to teach our children. The first thing we need to deal with is ourselves. Read in verse 4, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with your whole soul and with all your might. The first thing we need to deal is our walk, our relationship, our intimacy with God. Because if we would just disciple our children, we will influence them, not in a godly way, but in our influence them in our own way. But if we truly decide to influence them for the Lord, then we have to set our hearts right for God. We need to provide godly influence to our children. And it starts by dealing with our heart first. All of us, as a church, as parents, as mentors, as pastors, as leaders, all of us. We need to ask ourselves, how is my relationship with God? We need to ask ourselves, what, what am I living for? Who is reigning my life? Is, is God reigning my life or am I reigning my life? Who is leading me? Is I pursuing the flesh or am I seeking the ways of the Lord? Am I loving God more today? Or am I realizing more of His love in my life more today than yesterday? Or my heart has become cold? Pastor Tony Comer said, he said this, What if? Part of the reason that parents in the church aren't good in discipling their children is because parents aren't good of being disciples. I was struck by this statement. Oftentimes, we point the problem outside external issue or issues of other people, issues of the church leadership, issues of everything, but we never realize the real problem probably us. Tayo pala may problema. Because we can't share what we do not have. If we desire to disciple our children, it has to be rooted coming from an intimate relationship with the Lord. Or else there will be a danger that we can become legalistic, religious, or simply imparting rules. What we can just give to our children is religiosity. Just attend Sunday. Just read the Bible. If we're not living consistent and devoted to the Lord, our life will be not consistent. The way we live will be different in church, different at home, different in our workplaces. 
and our children will see kung nagpa-plastikan. Malalaman yan. Alam yan. Alam ni Levi. They will know. Our children will know if we are serious with our faith by observing the choices we make and the values that we are living for. Look at the life of the king of Israel in the northern kingdom. King Israel, mga kings sa Israel. You look how they live. There's two parts, the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. The northern kingdom, they're evil kings, one after another. Where did they get the influence from? To the parents, to their, to their mentors, to the people. So they're being influenced downward. You know, I was speaking to the elders in the board last retreat. I was speaking to them and opening our heart to each other. It's a wonderful time of prayer. I was sharing to them that the church in a, is in a crucial moment. In a crucial moment of our age being a 25 years old church. We are in a very crucial moment. Because many of our attendees have white hair. Tingin mo katabi mo. Huwag mo nang tanggalin muna. Mamaya mo tanggalin. Ask, let me ask, how many among you within 10 years you're gonna live and go back Philippines? Raise your hand. Decide. Okay, one more time, one more time. Okay, ayusin nyo, ah. Within 10 years, how many of you going back to the Philippines or migrating other places? Raise your hand. Lahat na kayo. Iiwanin nyo kami dito. You know, I was asking the elders, they said maybe more than half of them will live within five or ten years. And who will be staying behind? The next generation. The next generation. And some of you have just came to Singapore. Welcome. <laughs> we journey together. And we were discussing about passing the baton passing the next, next generation. But passing the baton is not just passing the baton. We just need, we need to pass it in a right way. Hindi lang pasa lang, oh, bahala na kayo yan, bye, fly. Some of you experienced that, umalis yung care group leader nyo, bye. bigla. There's an urgency that's in my heart that, you know, in five, ten years' time, only a few of us will be left here. And if we're not passing it in a right way, in a right manner, I tell you, we go to a dangerous path. So I was challenging the elders in the board. If you want the next generation to continue on, then what you need to pass the next generation is not activities, not how to run the church. What you need to pass the next generation is your life. Life that's on fire. Say on fire. We need to be refired, not retired. I told the elders, no retirement. 
You can retire in your position. You can retire in your duties. You can retire in your eldership. You can retire in any responsibility in ministry in church. But you can never be retired of being a child and an ambassador of Jesus Christ. Because if you are an ambassador of Jesus Christ, you'll be on fire for the Lord. And the people that God will bring in your life, you will influence them for Jesus Christ. So I'm telling the elders in the board and even all of us today, if you care and love the church, the first thing, if you love your children, the first thing we need to settle is to be devoted for Jesus. Because that's the most important thing. We're going to pass our heart to them. We're going to pass our life to our children. Paul said, I run the race. He was able to say that because he truly run the race. Not halfway. Don't expect the next generation to be on fire if our generation today is cold. If our generation is cold today, expect them to be colder. So we have to go basic. We need to ask ourselves, Lord, I want to be a godly influencer. Then deal first with my life and my heart. Am I living for you? Am I seeking for you? Or I'm seeking my own will and desire for myself, not you. What am I going to pass to my child? A sound system? What we need to pass them is a love for a Savior, to their Savior. That they may understand his love to them. First thing, they be devoted to Him. Second, as we deal with this root issue, as parents, we need to take ownership. The church had to take ownership, especially the parents, to take an active role in spiritual nurture of our children. Look at verse 7 to 8. It says here, You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down when you rise you shall bind them as a sign in your hand and you shall be a fort that's between your eyes few things that i observe in this text first is discipleship is with commitment it requires commitment it's intentional it's not just passive it's an active act that you will purposely do the thing that god tell you to do that god commanded you to intentionally diligently Faithfully disciple your, our children. I mean, many times we will miss that. One time, pagod na pagod ako. I came from church, I have some school, then I went back home. I want to put Levi to sleep. Kasi my meeting, Zoom meeting, na, na 9 p.m. to 7 o'clock. He's with, okay, dinner, 7 o'clock, 7.30. So I just want to take a nap, 30 minutes nap. And then Levi suddenly walk carrying the Bible. He just come walk. I'm not saying na nagbabasa talaga siya na consistent. Ah. And suddenly he started walking with the Bible. Gusto ko matulog. Pagod ako. And he wants the Bible. So how wala? I can reject that. But my wife said, commitment. 
also a constant reminder. Constant reminder. Verse 8, you shall bind them a sign in your hand. Constantly reminding them. Thirdly, I would like to look into this deeper. Discipleship through common ways. Look at the verse here. You shall talk to them when you sit down in your house. Is it something special sitting down? There's nothing special. When you walk by the way, nothing special. When you lie down and when you rise, there's nothing special in those actions. We need to take every opportunity to disciple our children in even in ordinary ways. It says here, the greatest thing that a parent can do to model faith at home in their words and action through ordinary ways, through simple ways. I believe that we ought to read the Bible with them. I believe that we ought to pray with them daily. But it's more than that. Discipleship will be natural, should be smooth in a natural way as we lead our children. We need to leverage moments that we have that family in a natural lang. Habang kumakain, habang nanonood ng TV, we would just speak about God, about faith. But the problem is this, we spiritualize things. We dichotomize things. We, we assess things that, okay, this is spiritual or this is not spiritual. This is sacred. This is secular. Sacred, secular. Let me ask you a question. Reading a Bible, sacred or secular? Hindi circular, hindi bilog. Secular. Reading Bible, is it sacred or secular? Sacred. How about attending church? Sacred. How about eating? Depend what you eat, ba? <laughs> How about watching TV? Is it, what, what, when you look at it, is it secular or holy or righteous? Bakit hindi yun masagot? You know what I'm going through? Many times we dichotomize things. This is holy, this is not. But we've forgotten in Colossians chapter 3, verse 7, and whatever you do, in word, indeed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because if our mindset is dichotomized, then we will only, we will only say discipleship of our children, it means what? Just reading the Bible or just praying. We will not consider other things as a discipleship moment because we look at them as a not sacred, not, not, not righteous before God. We look at them as secular. We will consider lang, oh, pag nag-Bible study tayo siya, nag-devotion tayo, yan, maayos yan. Pero nanonood ng TV, hindi maayos yan. So hindi discipleship moment yan. We dichotomize things. I'm not saying that you should reject this reading. We should read. But if we have that mindset, we separate things, then our, the way we mentor and disciple our children will be limited, dependent on the activity, on the action or the opportunity. Give you an example. When you're eating in your dinner as family, kumakain kayo, 
May kasama kayong marites. Nandun ka, nagmarites. Are you using that platform to a discipleship moment? Are you showing ways of that's not pleasing to the Lord? But if you look at the dining table as beautiful, as sacred to the Lord, what you said in the dining table, you will not gossip about someone, you will not gossip about the pastor, you will not gossip about the person that you don't like. Because sometimes what we say on the dining table will go and enter to the mind of our children instead of looking at that person in the church that you are mentioning about with grace and mercy that my, our children begin to hate that person because of what you're talking on the table. We miss the point that table should be a sacred moment for discipleship. We talk about things of God. How about forgiveness, reconciliation? At times when we talk about matters in the church, I, my wife, would, if they are there, mm, tahimik. Because it might go to my child's mind and it might poison his thinking. He's not ready. He don't have that grace at that time to handle that information. Many times our situation, even our children's situation today, you know why? Because it's rooted in the way we are talking with, to our children unknowingly or indirectly. Relationship issues is because we have not hold our tongue. Because we see the discipleship moment is only reading the Bible while eating, when you're talking, when you're sitting, should be an opportunity to glorify God with our lips, with our action. We should be holistic. Discipleship, last, requires communication. Many of us fail here. When we communicate with our children, oftentimes we communicate as if, as if we know them. Do you know that our children, do you know what your children are going through today? Ano ang pinagdadaanan nila? Can you speak to them with your words? Can you apply the gospel into the situation that they are in and guide them? And many times, we don't know who they are. You know why? Because we don't listen. I was speaking to some of the youth and asked them, would you open up situation in the, about your personal life to your parents? They said, no. Why? Because they never listen. I just uttered a, a word. Ang gagawin nila, hahanap ng Bible verse. Mali yan. Sabi sa Bible, mm. There are times that I realize there are times that best, even me, the best approach of dealing with situation is to keep quiet and just listen. And let the child open her heart or his heart. Ang anak mo pupunta sa'yo, your child will come to you and say, Papa, I don't want to go to church. How would you respond? Our natural response, hindi. Ikaw, ah. Hindi. Ikaw ah, pupunta ka kasi Christian ka. Ang sagot natin, the Bible says go to church. We give them the law. 
But you know the opportunity is to just sit down and listen. Anak, bakit ayaw mo pumunta sa church? Go deeper. Go to the person's heart. Listen to what he's saying. What's happening to his heart? Rather just bashing them with the law, telling them with scripture. Sabi nung isang youth, my parents hantam me with the Bible verse. Hantam, you know, hantam? Beat me with the Bible verse. But never listen to me. They will only open the Bible to me. Say, ask them, how do you do your Bible study? Seldom, but many times when they open the Bible is because they want to sermon. So know your child. Know who they are. Know what's happening to them. And ask the grace of God so that you will be able to speak life. I was speaking to them, and one girl said, do you read Bible with your parents? No. Do you talk faith about, about faith in your, in, with your parents? No. Why you don't talk about it? And she said, my parents has no time. No time. I was about to cry yesterday. I was just withholding it. My parents has no time. Sometimes they just want 10 minutes of your time. Sometimes 15 minutes. I'm guilty with that too. To just stop and be with the child and listen. Many times we have no time. Discipleship requires communication and it means time. When you go back Philippines, when you take tour, I mentioned this before. Pag-uwi niyo sa Pilipinas, huwag na kayo maraming pupuntahan pa. Pupunta ka sa Moa, pupunta ka sa Enchanted Kingdom, sa Lawag, yung may, may ganon. But you don't take time with your children. Kala ko pumunta ka sa Singapore para mag-work at magbigay ng better life. But ngayon, ako iniiwan mo. Uuwi ka sa Pilipinas, everywhere ka man sa Pilipinas, wala kang time sa akin. Go back, but we have one intention to take time. Our children, the next generation need time. And I, at times, as a church, I, I, I'm planning na i-reduce natin mga activities. So that we have more time to our children. Communication. We need to take ownership because God placed that in our life. We are stewards. Thirdly, as a church, we need to be involved in their lives. Verse 9 says here, You shall write them on your doorposts of your house and your gates. Now, if you would look at this, oftentimes we read this, parang HDB gates. Isip namin gates, HDB. Or probably yung gates ng car park. But you know, it's a different gate. If you would study the root word, it's just simply a gate where they will, it's a, it's a big space. Parang plaza. It's a place where there is a marketplace, it's a public meeting place of the town or city. It's a place where they will meet and hear important announcement. And Nehemiah 8 is the place where the law was read. It's a place where community happened. The gate is a community place, the center of the city life or a town life. Kaya dun sila nagagather 
Today, we don't have such gates. But we have the church that will provide that gate, a place for them to be protected, to be influenced in the life of our children. We need to realize that our children, not only from us, but it needs several people to be mentored that will be used in mentoring them. We need to embrace them as a church, all of us, to care and love for our children. So how can we do that? We should gladly welcome them. As a church, welcome them. Many times, like the disciples, gusto natin maayos lahat. Everything clean, everything perfect, everything is in place. But we are hindering them in coming to Jesus. I, I saw this quote, read it with me. It says here, Having noisy children in the church is far better sound than the sound of no children in the church. Do you agree? It's better kahit paminsan tatakbo-takbo sila. It's okay. It's better for them to be part of the church. Notice our praise kids today. We have moved it in between of our services. And some of them are sitting here today. Why? Because we want our children to be part of our service. That they may worship. They would listen to the sermon. That they will be part of this community. Kaya pag may batang kakapatid katabi ngayon, itap mo, welcome. If a children besides just welcome. A place of a church is to echo the truth. What's this echo the truth? Paminsan hindi effective ang parents. I'm telling the truth. You may have the same truth, same message, but other people talk. Do you notice that? For example, today I will stand here, Jesus loves you. Sabihin niya, ah, si Pastor Roel, galit na naman, Jesus loves you. Pero may invited speaker who come, Jesus loves you. Same message, same truth. Pero because ibang speaker, wow, na-bless ako. It's normal. Sometimes parents, we repeat. Huwag ka munang ganito ha, mag-aral ka muna. Ayaw, pasaway. But let's say someone from the youth or the next gen would come. The same message. And oftentimes, they were here. We need this place to echo truth into the life of our children. Don't keep them away. Echo truth. The church is also a place to de demonstrate practical faith. Where can they learn forgiveness? Where can they learn reconciliation? Where can they learn how to give and, and to serve? In this place. Where can they see ugly reality of life? Even in this place. And in the, also in this place where you can find mentors na tutulong sa anak natin. They, some of our young adults and youth gone through NS, gone through schools. They can mentor our children. And lastly, for us to open our life to them, to get them involved is this. Let the children minister. Let the children minister. Each time I will stand here, there's a boy that would pray for me. 
a boy that would pray for me. And I told him, each time your papa or I would pray or anyone would preach, please pray for me. He said, yeah, boy. And one time, there's a sister who, who was carrying Levi. Levi was two years old. And he told me, Pastor, I left my child when he was two years old. Now he is 15. I miss those moments. Parents with young children, they, are, they can minister to the people around here. They are valuable. They have ways that they can minister to the broken. Our children never despise, despise what they can do to a person in this church. God can use our children in ministering people. So let the children minister. Allow them to serve. Allow them to run around. Allow them to just come and hear your stories. And allow them to pray for you. Pag ang aming mga praise kids suddenly come to you, tita, can I pray for you? Wag nyo sasabihin, go away, ah. let them pray for you. As I conclude, to be a godly influencer, we are to be devoted to God. And parents, take ownership. Say, take ownership. And church, be involved in their lives. As I call upon the worship team, as parents and as a community, we are called to build lives and protect lives. We know the enemy come to kill, steal, and destroy. That's what he wants to do. And maybe some of you, maybe some of us, if I look in the past, we say that we have neglected our time with our children. Maybe it's you. Maybe you've been busy at work or busy with ministry that you have hardly have time. And the reason why your children is wayward is probably you have not given enough time. You know what? God is full of grace and He still can restore. Maybe you are a young parent. You don't know what to do on how raising up your child. God can grace. God can help us in raising up our children. Maybe you are far away from your child. Sa Pilipinas ang anak nyo at miss na miss nyo na sila. Gusto nyo nang umuwi. And you don't know how to disciple them. I believe the Lord can give grant wisdom and His mercy and His empowerment so that you may live and reach out to your children kahit malayo ka. I told the morning service, after the service, please call your children and tell them you love them. Wag na muna magjalan-jalan. Take time. Stop. If you need internet online, tell Tita Eva. We would allow you to have this space. Go and call your children, your niece, your nephew, and tell them you love them. Hindi lang tayo celebrate on Children's Day dito. We're gonna celebrate with you. Call them. If you need data, tell us. Maybe some of you are trying to be the best parent. 
But it seems there's no improvement. You know, God is still at work. David encountered it. David was so busy conquering. And when he returned, what happened? The children and family were taken captive. But he found strength in the Lord. And the Lord helped him to get the children back. And this is another promise that I want to leave to you. As we are being faithful in discipling our children, the promise is this. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it in labor in vain, unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. There's a responsibility we have to build and to protect. But what we need as parents as a church is to recognize that we can never build a house and we can never protect the life of our children unless God will move. Unless it's Him that will help us and show His grace in our life, in our family. And the best posture that we can have and, and in this time is to come to the Lord. And Lord, as church, we need you. Help us to build our houses Help us to build our families. Help us to watch our children. It's only you, Lord, can accomplish it. To be a godly influencer, let's come to the Lord and say, Lord, we need you. Let's pray. Panginoon, salamat na that you have reminded us of our duty and responsibilities in the busyness of our life here in Singapore often times we neglected to to disciple our children even Lord sa mga aming mga anak nephew niece back sa Pilipinas patawaran nyo kami Panginoon at times we fail to take the time to listen to hear the hurts, burden, and challenges of our children. Forgive us a time, Lord, we have hardly a time to pause and be with them. But we thank you for the promise you have that you will help us, that you will guide us. That as we build, as we protect, it is you, Lord, that will complete the Lord, if any one of us here today are struggling with our families, are struggling with the relationship with their children, how old they may be, we ask, O oh God, that you restore that relationship, O oh God. Kayo po ang tumulong sa amin. Also, Lord, if anyone, Lord, have been hurt or feel disappointed in themselves, because they're not there to care for their children, I pray that you will minister to them, that you will remind them that it's you that will preserve their children back home. Lord, if any one of us here, Lord, today that are missing their children, Lord, and are unsure how they would lead and disciple their children back home, Lord, we ask, God, that your grace, your mercy, 
will overflow in our life and that wisdom that comes from you grant us wisdom so that we may minister to our children back home and Lord even as living word fellowship in a crucial point of our church life but I pray in this moment that you would refire each one of us that you would give us this new seal, new vision that comes from you because it's you Lord because we desire Lord the next generation will rise up because the, this generation have been so on fire for you so Lord God I pray that you prepare our, all of our hearts be sensitive to the work of your spirit to be devoted to you salamat Panginoon brothers and sisters let's all stand at this time let's just prepare our hearts and as the song is being sang let's come to the ladies and Lord your church needs you it is you Lord that we desire it is you Lord that will help us so let's just worship the Lord. Hallelujah. You are my desire, Lord.
you for your promise. They said, Lord, if we search you with all our heart, we'll find you. Lord, that's our prayer today. As we desire to be a godly influencer to our children, begin to work in each one of us. Realign our heart, our mind to you. If there's any errors in our life, oh God, that needed to be surrendered, I pray. Teach us. Empower us with your spirit so that we may surrender it before you. And Lord, we need your help as we build our homes, as we disciple our children. We need your help. Equip us. Give us the right heart and posture so that our life will influence the life of the next generation. Our children. There are treasure in your eyes, Lord. May you open our eyes each day as we look upon our children as treasures to you. Remind us how you have welcomed them to your presence. And may you use us as an instrument to lead them to you. Salamat, Panginoon, for this day you have. Let's just raise a hand, receive the benediction. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ Himself and the God our Father, who love us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish them in every good work and word. We thank you for this day. Lord, I pray, O oh God, that you revive our heart and refine our hearts for you so that we will pass it to the people around us. Bless us, Lord, as we face this brand new week. May your word speak to us each day and empower us to face this new week. We give you glory and honor. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Just turn to somebody and tell that person, hug that person and say, Happy Children's Day. Happy God bless everyone. Day.